This morning we're going to continue our series called The Heart of Discipleship. And if, you've, if you're just visiting us now, if you're visiting us online, or you've missed one or two of these uh, previous messages, I encourage you to go back and look online and uh, just watch these. Uh, I believe that there is a, a message here that I want us to get about discipleship. And what the heart of discipleship looks like. And, and the reality is, is the past messages, you need to count the cost. There are things that I think are characteristics of a disciple, marks of a disciple. And this morning, we're going to talk about the power of obedience. The power of obedience. So would you open with me this morning in your Bibles to James chapter 1. We're going to actually go through a few more verses this morning. 22 through 25, but I want you to be in your Bibles this morning if you have them uh, as we go through this. And as you do, as always, I like to start out with something short and silly. And I have a short and silly story this morning for you, but this is a short and silly story that has a point. Not all of mine do. This one does, okay? Uh, But there was a gentleman who he was really trying to seek out God's word and, and trying to figure out how to live out God's word. Okay, there's this theme that I'm hearing this morning about be faithful. God is faithful. Okay, well, this man was trying to be faithful, and so he he decided to start practicing a Bible method that I'm not going to encourage you to do, and you'll find out why. It's called the hunt and peck method. Now, some of us won't raise our hands, but we'll admit, yeah, I've done this before, right? I know for a fact I have. But the hunt and peck method is where you go ahead and flip through the Bible. Okay, God, give me something this morning. And, and then you stop at a verse and you read it and it's like, okay, this is my verse for today. Well, this gentleman decided to practice that. And so he opened to Matthew 27, verse 5, and it said, and Judas hung himself. So the man decided, okay, I need a little bit more clarity here, God, before I practice your word. So he flipped again and, and as he's flipping through, it says, now you go and do Likewise. All right, he's still kind of a little bit nervous about this. And so he goes to a third passage. And the third passage here says, and what you do, do quickly. (laughs) This is why the hunt and peck method doesn't work, friends. Okay? It doesn't work. And this morning, I want us to see that there is power in obedience. There is power in obedience. We're all following something, right? That's been the theme and the reminder every week. We are all following something or someone. And the one we want to follow is Jesus Christ. We want to be disciples of the risen Lord. And there is a power that comes with obedience to our Lord that I want us to see today. I want us to recognize this. Uh, We've all heard this phrase before, right? Actions speak louder than words. And that very much so holds true in all areas of our life, but especially in our faith walk. Especially in our faith walk. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25 is going to show us that this morning. Uh, But it's a reminder for us this morning that it's not enough just to hear God's word, but we need to be doing what it says. As we dive into this passage this morning, I want you to reflect on that. Reflect on what it means to live out God's word and put our faith into action. So my kids... They're a lot older than they were when we first started teaching them this. But uh, growing up, one of the things that we, Tammy and I, drilled into our kids, and I'm pretty sure that you've all probably done something similar with your kids, is obedience brings blessing, right? And that's something we used to always tell them. 
We'd remind them whether they were obeying or not. Listen, obedience brings blessing. And I believe God's word shows us that reality as well. In fact, you see it in our passage this morning. There is a blessing that comes from this. Um, But so when we would discipline our kids, it was intentional. We're teaching them something. Listen, you need to be disciplined. You need to obey because when you do, you will be blessed. And as a parent, when my kids would do what they were told, and uh, they did a pretty good job of it growing up, and they're still doing a pretty good job of it. But when they did, it blessed us. And because we felt blessed by it, we like to bless them. I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Well, our Heavenly Father works in just the same manner. He wants us to walk in obedience. There are things that he would like to do for us that he knows he can bless us with, but he wants us to walk in obedience. So there's a pattern that we need to develop, a pattern that we as disciples of Christ need to walk into. Um, So this morning, we're going to talk about James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. And I'm going to pull out what I call the three R's, not like the pirates, but the three R's of living out God's word uh, this morning. Before we get into that, let me give you some historical and cultural context so that it opens up a little bit more of what James is writing to Jesus' disciples. Um, He's writing to some Jewish believers who were separated, who were spread out in persecution across the Roman Empire. They were facing various struggles and trials. Hmm. Maybe some of us know what that's like. And he's trying to bring them encouragement in the message that he's sharing with them and to remind them of something. Be faithful to God. In these verses that we're going to talk about today, James is warning them of the dangers of being a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word. So let's get into it this morning. James chapter 1, verse 22 says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And your outline this morning, the first R is receive. Receive. Receive the word of God. Be ready to accept it. To receive the word is to be giving authority to Christ. Remember, it was John who said the word was God and the word was with God, talking about Jesus. We're submitting authority over to Christ when we receive his word. And we need to give authority to someone, just like my kids need to render their authority to their parents. But unfortunately for some, as James recognizes when he's writing this very practical letter, for some, The word, the hearing, it all sounds good, but there's nothing more. There's nothing more after hearing the word. If it even goes that far. We simply listen sometimes to a message, whether it's on a Sunday sermon or on YouTube or a podcast or wherever we hear the message, right? And we hear it. But then after that, it accomplishes nothing. God's word has always been meant to be transformational, friends. Jesus Christ came and he changed the world. This is transformational if we live it out. And that's what God's calling us to do this morning. But unfortunately for some, they hear the word and they hear it and they hear it and they hear it. But it goes nowhere. I wanted to give an illustration this morning and uh, I see my 
My dear friend Paul is all the way out there, so he's going to make me walk. But let me give you an example of receiving the word. I have here a check for $1,000 signed for Paul Adams. And I'm going to give one to Paul, and I'm going to give one to Joe this morning. Joe, how do you spell your last name? Notice how he is making sure to share exactly how to spell his last name. He's not messing around, right? Now, Joe, you're allowed to cash this check, okay? Paul, you're not. I walked up for that. You, you walked up for that. What's my illustration here? <laughs> Have you ever received a check from grandma or grandpa and you're like, woohoo, I got $25 waiting for me. I'm $25 richer. And then you lose it. For Paul right now, that check, maybe it sounds to him like, oh, I'm $1,000 richer. But until he cashes that check, all it is is a piece of paper, right? And Paul's discretion was not to cash it. Joe's was to cash it. So who's the richer? Joe. Joe's the richer. When we just hear God's word and we don't cash in on God's word, friend, you're not any richer for hearing it. That's what James is saying. He's saying, look, you need to cash in on God's word. And the only way to do that is to live it out. Does that make sense? I thought so too. <laughs> you can't claim it if you don't live it out. It's no good for us just to hear something on a Sunday and say, oh, that sounds beautiful. And listen, I've had that pattern in my life. Where I listen to something online, and it's like, oh my gosh, that's so good. You know, the principles he's teaching are amazing, and, and oh, I need to apply this in my life. And then what happens is, you know, life hits me in the face, and I forget all about it, and I just became a hearer of the word. All I have is a piece of paper at this point, right? There's no real value to it. The power of obedience means we cash in on God's rich word for our lives, Okay? means we do something with it. You will be richer in life when you live out God's word. The second one, follow me, follow me through James chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 23 and 24. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man looking at his own face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. The second R this morning is reflect, reflect. Receive God's word, then reflect on God's word. Be a reflecting mirror. Be a reflecting mirror. James uses a powerful analogy here. He talks about a mirror, right? He compares that to a person who looks at the mirror and then they forget who they are as soon as they walk away from it. <clears throat> the mirror reflects our physical appearance, God's word reflects our spiritual appearance, okay? God's word reflects our spiritual appearance. And it tells us what our spiritual state looks like. I heard someone once say this to me, but they say, said, every morning when I get up, I like to go and look in front of the mirror just to see what kind of damage that I slept in the, in the night, right? And so they get up and fix the bed head, maybe you got sleepies in your eyes or whatever, and you, you try and make yourself more presentable. Well, the thing is, is that when we are pre 
presenting ourselves or making ourselves look more presentable, we're doing it for someone else, aren't we? Because unless you're a narcissist or borderline narcissist, you don't do it just for yourself. No, because I want other people to see that, hey, I didn't just roll out of bed, right? I, I got ready. I, I look better, okay? I at least fixed my bed head or whatever. <clears throat> Seeking out God's word and living out God's word brings about uh, reflection in our walk with Jesus Christ. God's word is transformational. If we don't just hear it, but we live it out, friends, your life will be transformed. Some of you already know that because you've been living that way and you've seen God change your life. For me, when I was a young Marine and my family was falling apart, I was a crummy dad, I was a crummy husband, I, I just wasn't figuring it out. I had a man come to me, a mentor, and he started talking to me about God's word. He started showing me what it meant to live for God. And once I started applying God's word in my life, my marriage started to improve. My relationship with my kids started to improve. Things changed in my life, and God transformed my life. But that's because someone came alongside of me and showed me what God's word said told me, listen, if you want your life to go well, walk in his word. A stronger walk with Christ is a more blessed walk in life. Amen? Just to continue this analogy, for some of you, you're at that dating point in your life. Um, You don't go out on a date not getting ready for the date, right? Or if you're going out on a job interview, you dress to impress, right? You go for the position you're trying to go for. You dress for that position, okay? We put that effort in because you're trying to represent something to someone else, right? You're trying to represent something to someone else. Well, (laughs) that's exactly what we're called to do, isn't it? The Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.20 Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, certain that God is appealing through us. We plead on, on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Every one of us here, if we've declared Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, is an ambassador to Christ. It's up to you if you want to be a good one or not. And God's word will challenge us to be better. God's word is like fixing that bedhead and clearing the sleepies out of your eyes and getting dressed to impress. God's word brings a transformation. Friends, listen. Some of us are like, ah, I want to learn how to evangelize better. The best way you evangelize is live out God's word. Hands down, it's the best way to evangelize. Because when people start seeing something different in you, they're going to come up to you and say, what is it about you that's different? It's not your hair. It's not your clothes, but there's something different about you. People are going to start asking questions. When we live out God's word, friends, there's a light in us people want. I guarantee it. And we are ambassadors for Christ. All right, our third one this morning, and we'll be getting ready to wrap up soon. James chapter 1, verse 25 But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not a forgetful hearer, 
but one who does good works, this person will be blessed in what he does. The third and final R this morning is respond. Respond to the word of God. Receive, reflect, respond. Easy reminder there. Respond to the word of God. Be a doer, not just a hearer. Isn't it interesting that the word disciple and discipline are so alike? Isn't that interesting? I believe it's because you can't really be a disciple without having discipline. There's a need for discipline in our lives, especially when it comes to God's word. The Expositor's Bible Commentary talks about this passage, and, and they point out that phrase that says, who looks intently into, okay? That phrase implies not just, not just skimming over, but glazing at, staring at, thoughtfully thinking on. It's not just a skimming of God's words. It's not the hunt and peck method, right? It's being intentional. Being intentional and thoughtful about what God's word is saying. John chapter 17, verse 17 says, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. God's word is like food. You can chew on that food all day long, but until you swallow it, there's no nutritional value there. Right? Some of us have had a roast like that before. You know what I'm talking about? You're chewing and chewing and chewing and thinking, this is like gum. It's not going away. That's how God's word is, friend. There's no nutritional value to it when we don't live it out. We need to be set aside, separate, because of God's word and God's truth in our life. But how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we live out God's word? Well, Going back to that hunt and peck story, don't follow that method, okay? Don't do the hunt and peck method. Don't just grab a piece of scripture and try to apply it for your life because generally what happens is we start taking God's word out of context. My encouragement for you this morning is give at least five minutes a day to God's word. I would encourage you though, 15 minutes is pretty much necessary if you're going to if you're going to grasp what God's word is trying to say for you. If you can commit 15 minutes a day to God's word, you won't ever fall into the hunt and peck method because you can read the context of what the author is saying there. You can read what was before and after that passage and have an understanding of what they're saying. Read the word. And when you read it, look for commands. Is there something in there that God's commanding? Is it a command for me? Is it a command for that person or those people? Look for commands. Maybe there's not a command. Maybe there's a principle. In our text today, there's a command and a principle, right? Don't be hearers of the word. There's a command. Listen, if we do God's word, we will be blessed. There's a principle. Look for those things in God's word and then seek to live them out. It was Jerry Bridges. I still, I still think to this, it's a trigger for me uh, in my life. It was a great book called The Chase. And he wrote in there that the way he handles God's word is he, said, he says, I read, I think, I pray, and I live. <clears throat> read God's word. Think about what you just read. Pray about what you just read. And then go find a way to apply it in your life. If you do those things, my friends, you won't be hearers of the word. You will be doers of the word. Let me close out this morning with just a final thought. 
these three R's are not about being a church pirate, okay? So let's clear that up. If we follow these things, we will be blessed. Psalm 8411 says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. This verse assures us of something, that God blesses those who live uprightly with him. He promises not to withhold a good thing from them. God has already given us his best at the cross. He sacrificed himself on the cross for our sins. The Apostle Paul writes, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But there are things in our life that God is waiting to do for us. He just wants us to obey. He wants us to trust him and obey him. His word is calling out to us to live for him, to walk humbly with him in obedience. There is power in obedience, friends. There is power in obedience. Today's the day. Today's the day to make that commitment and say, I myself will live out your word and trust and obey it and live it out all of my days that you can walk the blessed life God has for you. God has a blessed life for each one of us. Trust him in that. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning for your people here that are here to worship you. Father, I thank you for uh, your word that is a hope, it is a light, Lord, it is transformational. And this morning I pray, uh, Father, for all of us, Lord, me, that it would challenge me to seek and grow in your word better, Father, that I would, I would surrender in obedience to it. And that I would learn to walk better in your ways and live it out. That the heart of discipleship would be in me. That I would be a beacon of hope and light for others. And Lord, I pray for your church here today that we would be that beacon of hope and light for others. There are so many in this world right now that don't have that hope. Let us be a light. Bring those opportunities. Lord, may we be ambassadors of Christ Jesus this morning. I pray it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. All right. Roger is going to lead us in a closing hymn. And as he does this morning, maybe you're just visiting. Maybe you've been here a while. But maybe Jesus Christ is not your Lord. Maybe this morning you felt challenged that you want to receive Christ. If this morning is the day that you've decided, I want to come forward and I want to accept Jesus Christ, I'll be standing up here during this hymn. Come and join me, and I'll pray with you. Page 414, first and last verse.
dismissed. Let me speak a benediction over you this morning. And as I do, let me remind you, if you are a believer of Jesus Christ, my friends, the Holy Spirit has sanctified and sealed you in his presence. The Holy Spirit is that assurance of your salvation. And so now, as you go through this week ahead, I pray that God's word would come alive in a new way for you if it hasn't yet. That as you seek to read his word and grow in it, you will find new ways to apply it. And friends, that that will catch fire for others who need his hope and need his presence. So may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of our Heavenly Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with and abide in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You are now dismissed. Thank you for being a reference. Just don't cash that. No, you're good. That's why I didn't give him a real check.